We have to make the same dwells of Magfirah here that we would have made if we were in Arafah. We want to have that same turning and longing and yearning for Allah subhanahu wa here in our homes and our towns that we would have had if we had been blessed by Allah subhanahu wa to visit Makkah to do tawaf around his bed, to make sa'i between Safa and Marwa on this year. And we want to pledge ourselves once again to the prophetic path, to the sunnah of Nabi Akaneen sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as we would have pledged ourselves had we been standing in Masjid Nabri, Medina Manawara, Rosalind Anwar, standing in front of his blessed rescue place. And this is the important thing, that we have to tap into those feelings, tap into the time, that these days, this month, the blessed month, and the barakat of this month aren't limited to those places. The barakat of the time is everywhere for everyone in this ummah. And so we want to make the same intentions, the same resolutions, the same changes in our life. You know, oftentimes, in the type of people that we do dawah with, and people who are distant from deen and far from deen and trying to come closer to Allah subhanahu And really we should understand that, you know, that doing dawah amongst people who are already extremely religious and extremely pious and come from pious families and backgrounds and households is a different thing. And doing dawah amongst people who aren't on deen and aren't from deen and don't come from families and backgrounds and deen is a different thing. Now often when we meet people like that, many times this is how they view hajj. That okay, you know, I'm going to change when I go on hajj. And okay, the year I go on hajj, then I will change this. And I will leave the sin, and I will adopt this good attribute. So now, actually, we shouldn't wait until that moment. And maybe we've even offered, many times, a person who waits for Hajj to start following Dean, it's possible even they may even go on Hajj and come back, and they might not follow Dean. It might not be able to transform them enough. Because every, that near of change, that's not particular to Hajj. That niyyah of tawbah, that's not particular to hajj. That intention to change our life for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, orient our heart, mind, body, soul, very being toward Allah Ta'ala. That niyyah and intention to make tawbah for sin for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. That feeling of need for the way maghfirah, that He alone is Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala, and His forgiveness alone is all that matters. None of these things are unique or particular or exclusive to hajj. Actually, rather, they should be part of the spirit of a believer every moment of every day of every year of their life. Now, yes, the, the, the blessed time of uh, those who are fortunate to go, the blessed active hajj can motivate and inspire and encourage a person to come back in this true feeling. And those of us who can't go, we have to, again, be motivated and inspired by the occasion of hajj if not the performance of Hajj, by the occasion of Hajj, to bring that spirit back in ourselves, which is supposed to be a permanent spirit of change and turning to Allah subhanahu and repenting to Allah subhanahu and once and for all adopting a life in accordance with the Qur'an, Sunnah, and Shri. And the best way to begin is where Allah subhanahu began, where Allah subhanahu instructed us to begin in Qur'an take out all the rasas and you know this what we call salat it's the last coming for nafi it's to negate it's to negate not nafi it's nafi 
negate any and all aspects and every last vestige and every last drop of unlawful lust and immodest and crude behavior and all lustful yearnings and longings and all crude, immodest actions and gazings. Just negate it entirely. And that's the very first thing Allah mentioned in this ayah. Negate it entirely. This is what we really need to do. And it's something that's so widespread and so deep in so many of us. And yes, it really does feel many times that we need some huge, incredible ibadah like Hajj to once and for all rid us and free us, free us of this rasas. But Allah SWT's power is great and His might and power is everywhere. And His Rahman Madhfira is abundant in this month for everyone in this Ummah. So we have to make this first our deep pledge to Allah SWT, our wish to Allah SWT, our dua to Allah SWT, that we want all of the rasas, all of the lust, the unlawful lust, crude lust, lewd lust, shameful acts, shameless acts, all of it to go once and for all. And the opposite of this and what a person wants and is called haya. That we want to have haya. We want to truly be people who are modest in the eye, in the gaze, in the tongue, in the speech, in our manner, in our interaction, in our walking, in our own inner lifestyle. We want to have haya in our own household, haya in our interaction with our members, haya alone, haya in our own personality, haya embedded in our own hearts and in our minds and our consciousness. And really, if you look at this world today, this is the greatest and gravest sin, right? Uh, one of the greatest and gravest sins, but maybe the most widespread sin that um, the Ummah has fallen into. And we keep falling back into it. We keep getting dragged back into it. We keep finding ourselves stuck in it. We keep returning to it. We're surrounded by society that is doing dawah to it. We encounter individuals who make dawah to it. We encounter people who are shameless of it. We encounter people who advertise, broadcast, market it. And that's why it's so important to be connected to some dini activity, some dini circle, some dini alam, some dini shaykh. No, it was in earlier historical times when the ummah were living in societies that were truly organized on the basis and principles of deen, right? And in that case, yes, maybe an individual could actually fall in on their own. Because they, they weren't falling, you know, they were living in a society that was on being. And now that we're living in a society that is not in being, we're living in an age that is far from being. And not just they're not, that's not just the absence of being, it's the presence of sin, and the presence of atheism, and the presence of modernity, and the presence of secularism, and the presence of materialism, and the presence of dunya, and the presence of so many things. But until we have some gathering, some circuit, some circle, some connection, some interaction that keeps us firmly fixed and established on Dean, then we can't do it on our own. Those people who did it on their own as individuals didn't do it on their own. They did it as being part of a great classic Islamic society. That's not called doing it on your own. And we don't have that society now. We don't have that. So it's critical that at our own micro level, and we shouldn't have delusions like that at the macro level, no, at the micro level, that we have to try to find a circle and circuit of the game. And the more we're connected to that, the more chance we have of adopting haya and modesty, 
of staying away from Rasul, from every lewd and crude act and feeling. This is the first thing in the Psalm Talmud. It says, Ayatala Rasala. Second, Wala Suzuk, Suzuk, Fisk, the more intense form of Fisk, Suzuk, deeply embedded and deeply rooted rebellion against Allah Sallam. Some things that we do, the stubborn disobedience of Allah Sallam. Persistence, stubborn, deep rooted, rebellious disobedience of Allah Sallam. That is called Suzuk. Now, Alhamdulillah, I know that, you know, the people who listen to a program like this, and we hope that they'll accept it from us, that we're not 100% saluk, but there's a few traits, a few acts, a few things, a few thoughts, a few, a few feelings, there's something. There's some few things. It might be 1% for some of us, it might be 5% for some of us, it might be 10% for some of us, but we are at the level of saluk. That is some type of stubborn, persistent, rebellious disobedience to Allah SWT. That's obviously in Hajj, obviously a person who does go that, right? Allah Ta'ala happily and properly says that if you want to do Hajj, you've got to let go of things. Voila, you have to negate it entirely, nothing. You have to negate it, nothing. Negate it, wipe it out entirely from your very being and self. It's all got to go. That's what it means to make Hajj. But it's also, that's what it means to have Iman. That's what it means, our very iman itself, not just the act of hajj. Our very iman necessitates and demands and requires this. But they do nothing we negate all fulfill inside of us. So we need to target now. We need to do introspection. This is something that we have to do alone as individuals. We have to reflect on our own self, our own condition. And we have to see what is there in me. What are those things that I'm still stubbornly doing? One of those sins that I can't get rid of and just negate it. Just do a targeted effort, target cleaning, and just purify ourselves of it once and for all. And many times again, like I told you, that's the spirit rules a person goes on hut. You say, oh, I'm going to go on hut and I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave the music or leave the movies or leave the smoking or whatever it is. They make these resolutions. Resolution means it comes from resolve. This is what it's about. That we may not be able to have we're not, we may not have been able to go on Hajj, but we won't have the same resolve and determination to change that the person who goes on Hajj is supposed to have and that Allah is demanding from that person. Negate Yusuf and negate Fusuk. But we have to make that niya, we have to make that intention, we have to make that effort, that introspection, and we have to make dua and pleading and begging to Allah And then the third thing Allah SWT mentioned this first. <coughs> This is there in Surah Al-Baqarah. This is Surah Al-Baqarah verses 197. There's no disputation, arguing, getting caught up in intricate fights and feuds and disputes and arguments. Testicle. So this is basically, you know, the first thing. Rafat is referring to Hukukala and Hukulibab. Because when you commit the sin of immodesty, number one, you betray Allah SWT, and number two, you betray someone in creation. Because obviously you weren't, you were supposed to lower your gaze from them, or you weren't supposed to have that unlawful physical relation with them. So it's both the sin that's purely with Allah SWT, and now Jigal, this is purely with creation. Don't dispute with members of creation. 
and this is something a lot of us have, and a lot of us, it's basically jadal is a one is one word, which is basically encapsulating and encompassing all the things that we do wrong with people. If there's a husband-wife problem between spouses because they're doing jadal, they're they're being arguing with each other, pestering each other, annoying each other, fighting with each other. If there's a problem with parents and children that they're stuck on, okay, fine. They're obviously they're temporary tips that person has with everyone, but you get out of it, you move on from it. And the asal is that you have kindness and gentleness and charity and humility with each other. But if you find yourself stuck in some grudge, grievance, argument, disputation with someone and you can't move on, that's called jidal. And this is the cause of harm in the spouse relation, the parent-child relation, fellow believers relation, neighbors relation, colleagues relation, friends relation. It's all about this word jidal and taking the jidal out of us. Taking this disputation, argumentation, unforgiving and I'm going to take it to the max with them and I'm going to argue to the hilt and I'm going to defend to no end and I will never accept and I will never acknowledge and I will never reform and I will never correct. It's called jidal. So people get stuck on this. They came on to saying, you want to come on hand and you want to be forgiven with the mercy of Arafah, you want to return way as pure as you were spiritually when you were newborn. You got to negate nafi, la jidala, negate it all, nafi. Take it all out. Everything, because, and this is even from where it's coming from the arrogance, it's coming from the ujub, it's coming from the pride and conceit, the ujub is coming from the kibber, the gumber, the pride and the arrogance. It's all that a goal. And then what happens is, like I said, Rasas has to be replaced with Haya, and Fasuk has to be replaced with Idah, complete obedience and loyalty to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. has to be replaced with Sabr and humility, that a person must be patient with others, with Hilm and Tahammul. A person must be forbearing with others, be able to tolerate others, be able to overlook others, be able to forgive others be able to relax on one's own only one has over others, be able to help and facilitate the other, to be able to fulfill the rights of their, of the, that their due upon them. This is a total change, a total makeover. In three commands, in three statements, declarations, Allah Ta'ala made it, He told us the way to make a complete makeover in thee. Leave Rafas Adat Haya. Leave Fasuk Adat Idah. Leave Jidal, adopt Sabr in him. Leave immodesty, adopt modesty. Leave disobedience, adopt loyalty. And leave argumentation, disputation, and instead be soft and gentle and kind and patient and tolerant of If we just do these three things, we get the complete makeover. Complete makeover. Hmm? And this is called the clock. The best provision. Obviously, the person has to make provisions for the journey of Hajj, but the best provision was taqwa. And as well as you say, people think, okay, let me go on Hajj, and the post is doing taqwa. saying, no, bring taqwa with you to Hajj. That's the best provision. You have to pack your bag and pack your provisions, but the best thing that you can, the best provision for this journey is taqwa. Come to Allah as a repentant sinner who has made himself into a pious worshipper. What the guni and it says and fear me alone, Ya Ulul Al Bab, all the people of discernment, the people of love, the people of 
spiritual profound understanding. And so it all ends up in taqwa again. The Hajj is a path to taqwa. Ramadan was a path to taqwa. These are special moments and special worships that Allah Ta'ala bestowed out of His mercy and pleasant and karam and grace on this Ummah so that we can follow this path on taqwa. So we want to make dua that Allah Ta'ala accept this change from us and may Allah Ta'ala out of His infinite power and ability negate all the rafas and tasuq and jidal inside of us. And that may Allah Ta'ala, He is the one who is the best provider. He is the result. He is that one who gives us that provision and sustenance. May He give us this khair zad. May He give us that noble and best and virtuous provision. May Allah Ta'ala grant each and every one of us the quality and attribute of taqwa, the depth of taqwa, the intensity of taqwa, the hifaza and protection, the salvation that lies in having taqwa. May Allah come accept the hajj of all the hajjads who are there. May Allah come accept every single du'a they make, every ibadah they offer, every tawaf they make, every sakhi they make, every footstep that they take. May Allah accept them and accept through their du'as and accept their du'as and through their du'as and Allah will send His kamil and perfect and complete mercy and forgiveness on all the ummah. Amin. Ya Rahman Rahim. Wa Rahman Rahim. Wa Rahman Rahim. Wa Rahman Rahim.